Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. What's going on, fine citizens? Welcome into the terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast presented by Ben Rivers. So much to get to today, including my spoiler-free The Batman Review. Got a chance to see the longest Batman movie ever last night, so we'll get into that. And of course, a huge night for college hoops in the state of Michigan. Michigan, Michigan State, for the second time this season, a revenge game for the Wolverines. Of course, the Wolverines went down to Michigan State uh, earlier this year. And, you know, when you look at this game, this is what it's all about late in the regular season when the Wolverines, without their head coach, of course, Juwan Howard, have a chance to, you know, get that revenge game for what happened earlier in the year, the 86 or 83, excuse me, to 67 loss. And, you know, Michigan State firmly in the tournament right now after that win over Purdue, for sure, they are firmly. And I don't think Michigan State would have necessarily fallen out of the tournament unless they literally lost seven, eight games in a row which probably wasn't going to happen. Uh, but for Michigan, based on where we're at right now up to the second on Joe Lenardi's uh, bracket, uh, not that I don't respect other brackets like Jerry Palms or Yahoo's, etc. cetera, uh, Joe Lenardi to me is the one that I like to use on this show. Uh, but right now you look at in Michigan and they are still on the last four by line for Lenardi. This is up to the, the minute here. This this came out a little while ago on, on Tuesday. They moved from higher up on a last four by to the last team that would get a bye, meaning they would have to play in Dayton in a, I mean, I don't like calling them playing games, but a first four game. I know some of you love calling them playing games. My good friend Jeff Lesson does, but it's a first round game. That's the way they change the tournament. There's 68 teams in the tournament. They are first four games of the NCAA basketball tournament. They're not playing games. That being said, right now he's got Memphis, San Diego State, Indiana, Rutgers as his last four in. Last four buys, Creighton, San Francisco, Wake Forest, and Michigan. And we talked about this game yesterday, and I thought this line would be, could be one, could be two, maybe two and a half for the Wolverines, but it actually is, it's four and a half. And we've seen some movement on Michigan uh, with both the public and the Sharps. I was definitely surprised to see this line open where it was because you look at a couple things here. First off, Michigan State's off a huge walk-off win over Purdue, a game they needed. Michigan, after the nice win over Rutgers, you know, really struggled at times at home at Chrysler, the second of the four straight games at home at Chrysler, to end this regular season for the Wolverines after before they play Ohio State on uh, the final regular season game on the road on March 6th. But, you know, this, this was one of those things where, 
I really thought that based on what we've seen in the last game from each of these teams, it would be a much lower spread, but it opened four and a half, and it's kind of really stuck there. Uh, right now, as it stands at Bat Rivers, you've got the Wolverines minus four and a half, uh, you know, for the 830 start, definitely a, a later start than some of you probably are uh, looking forward to, but hey, it's it's Michigan, Michigan State, I can love that. Uh, Michigan uh, minus four and a half, minus 112 at Bat Rivers, the Spartans plus four and a half, minus 108. Uh, Michigan minus 200 on the money line. The comeback for the Spartans is plus 165 in the total. Uh, over 144 minus 108. And under 144 minus 112. And, you know, this, if Michigan, like I, I've been saying for the last week or so, if Michigan wins two of those, five, you know, four games at home at Chrysler, I think they're in. And actually, there's some very interesting stuff that we're going to get to in a minute when it comes to where... Michigan is at as far as odds at Bent Rivers to make the tournament and as far as it goes for Final Four tickets and some other stuff. There's some very interesting stuff that is happening when it comes to where the Wolverines are at. And as I mentioned, the Spartans, you know, safely in the tournament, so there's no there's no issues there. But it's one of these things where, you know, you might think that Michigan has a chance to not get in. But all the wagering and the money on them and, and other things seem to be pointing to the signs, like I've been saying, that as long as Michigan, like Joe Lenardi had said, doesn't lose to a team below them, and they don't really have teams below them left on their schedule until the Big Ten tournament. Obviously, that first game in the Big Ten tournament could be against a team like Nebraska or Penn State, someone that Michigan should definitely beat. They they will get in, and the Big Ten could have as many as nine teams in. Now, let's go back to the previous game for these two teams, you know, remember there's been years in the past where they only played once. Cancellations only played once, but, you know, a full two-game, uh, you know, series this year, uh, which is very important, of course. But, you know, you go back to January 29th at Breslin Center. Michigan was, at that point, still not playing great basketball. They were getting better. They'd had some nice moments. And Dickinson ended up having a great game for Michigan. He had 25 points in that game. He was 8-19 from the field. He had 9-10 uh, from the free throw line. But Michigan State just had too much in the end. Too much inside-outside play. They got a great game from Christie, who had 16-3. 14 from Hauser. 15 on the bench for Malik Hall. They had 9 from Gabe Brown. And 11 from Hoger, which was, uh, you know, really in 23 minutes, a great performance for him. And the Wolverines just didn't get enough. I mean, they got 25, as I mentioned, 25-6 and six from Dickinson. 11 each from Diabate and Houston. But six from Jones, eight from Brooks, two from Williams, nothing from Johns Jr., three from Bufkin, one from Collins. It was just a very uneven performance for Michigan after only being down by four and a half, got outscored by 12 points in the second half. So tonight, to me, this has got to be kind of a, a three-man wrecking crew with Dickinson, Houston, Diabate. doesn't mean that all of them have to have huge games, but I feel like they've got to kind of be you know, the top dogs in this one, you know, get some good stuff for Brooks, Williams off the bench, uh, you know, Johnson, etc. It's got to be a balanced performance for the Wolverines. And while I don't like the four and a half, I have a big play on Michigan on the money line. I think Michigan will get the job done tonight and win this game. The question is by how many. And Michigan State, had they not beaten Purdue, I'd be much more nervous right now because they just got a big win for themselves at home. Now they got to travel to Chrysler, which has always been you know, a very tough place for them to play, especially in recent years, and especially under John Beeline. 
And I just think this is going to be a lot of fun tonight. And I think you're going to see a huge double-double type performance from Hunter Dickinson. And, you know, like I had said for the previous game, Michigan has got to control guys like Christie, who had a big game last time against these two teams. He's been successful against Michigan. They, of course, got to control Bingham Jr. They got to control Gabe Brown. They've got to hit the glass. Michigan's got to out-rebound Michigan State. I mean, the last time these two teams played, uh, Michigan actually out-rebounded them by four. But it just seemed like... The Spartans had the bigger rebounds on the defensive side. They had 26 rebounds defensively to 20 for Michigan. And, and Michigan State just shot much better uh, than the Wolverines did. I mean, the Wolverines shot 23 of 62 for just 37%. Michigan State was 31 of 56 for 55%. Michigan State was 50% from downtown. Uh, Michigan just 15%. Just 3 of 19 were the Wolverines from behind the arc. Spartans 9 of 18, that was a huge factor as well. Michigan's got to play very, very fluid offense tonight. Lockdown defense, you know, kind of take control early in this game. And I think the Wolverines will have a great chance, even off that tough, you know, performance, uneven performance against Illinois. And again, Coburn obviously having a great day uh, for the Fighting Illini to, to win the game tonight against Michigan State. And I will say this, if the Wolverines win tonight, as I mentioned, they have those four straight home games, of course, beat Rutgers, lost to Illinois. If they win tonight, that gets you to the two of those four games. And I think as long as they don't lose the first game of the Big Ten tournament, no matter what happens in the game against Iowa, I mean, obviously you want to win that game, uh, but in the game against Ohio State as well on the road, I think the Wolverines are in. And as I mentioned, there's some very interesting numbers when it comes to what we're seeing with wagering getting ready for the tournament. And I talked last week about a play that I made you know, Michigan getting to the Final Four, and they are the third most bet team as far as money goes. 30 to 1 now at Bet Rivers, the Wolverines to make the Final Four. They have 6% of the bet handle. Gonzaga, of course, number one, but they're only minus 115. Not a lot of value there. Purdue, the second uh, most money on them at plus 250. And then Michigan behind them is Texas Tech, 5 to 1, and Arizona, 2 to 1. Uh, but the Wolverines are right there at, at, at uh, 30 to 1, but the, the third most bet team as far as money goes to make the Final Four. They're the eighth most team as far as tickets go uh, at 4.2%. Gonzaga number one, Purdue number two, uh, Gonzaga at 8.8%, Purdue at 7%, UCLA at 6.6%, Providence, uh, who's 15 to one to get to the Final Four, which actually is pretty solid bet too. They're 5.1% of the ticket volume. And then Arizona is fifth at two to one, 5% of the volume, Michigan eighth at 30 to one. But this is something to me that really kind of tells the story here. You can, of course, bet on seating at Bet Rivers, which I think is awesome, over-under seating. So, like, example, for Kentucky, their seating is over-under one and a half. And, of course, for the over, it means, you know, a one seed. So the over is minus 165. The under is plus 125. For example, Duke, right now, two and a half. The over is plus 175, which I think is a tremendous amount of value right now, minus 250 on the under for Duke. Uh, and then you look at Michigan. Michigan, nine and a half right now is their seeding number. Uh, the over, I'm sorry, the over for in this situation would be a 10 seed. For Kentucky, I'm sorry, it would be a two seed. Uh, and the under for Michigan is plus 125. So, you know, the, the money is saying that Michigan's going to be better than a nine seed and, you know, has a good chance of getting in the tournament. How about this? To be selected to the NCAA tournament as it stands right now, uh, these odds via Bet Rivers, of course. Notre Dame, you know, for example, minus 1,000 on the yes, plus 500 on the no. North Carolina. Looks like they're firmly in the tournament right now. Minus 500 on the S, plus 300 on the no. TCU, minus 500 on the S, 
plus 300 on the note. Davidson, same thing. Uh, Memphis, minus 400 on the S, uh, plus 250 on the note. Then Michigan. Michigan, minus 265 to get in and plus 180 to not get in. Uh, if you're wondering the other Big Ten team, uh, Indiana is minus 152 to get in and plus 115 to not get in. I'm not seeing any odds on Rutgers as it stands right now because those are the three teams that are fighting for those final bids out of the Big Ten. But Michigan minus 265 on the yes, which, you know, if you want to translate that into a point spread, it would be like Michigan basically minus five or six points in a basketball game, and you feel pretty good about that. Uh, if they win tonight against the Spartans, I think that's going to go up to minus 400 or maybe even more, similar to what you see with, with Memphis and Davidson and TCU in North Carolina. So I thought that was kind of interesting to look at that uh, right now. We're basically, you know, the, the odds makers believe that Michigan's got a really good chance to get into the tournament. And if they win one more of those games in the final three, if they win two more of those games in the final three, they're 100% in. But I think if they beat Michigan State or the Buckeyes, they're definitely in. If they beat Michigan State and don't win another game until the Big Ten tournament, I still think they're in. So that's where we're at uh, with the Wolverines. Of course, Michigan State, unless something crazy happens, is firmly in the tournament. And as I mentioned, Joe Lenardi's got that latest bracket out right now. And this is where he's got Michigan State as far as their seeding goes. Uh, right now, Michigan State a seven seed in Lenardi's bracket in the east uh, uh, where Philadelphia it feeds into Philadelphia. They'll play a team like Miami, a 10 seed, North Carolina, a 10 seed, Davidson, a 10 seed, San Francisco, a 10 seed. That'd be a great uh, first round game uh, to watch Michigan State play. And then the Wolverines seedings down from the last one where I think you can get them as a 10 or a 9. Now they're an 11, which is against a team like a 6 seed LSU, a 6 seed St. Mary's, which would be Gonzaga, a 6 seed USC has got a big game tonight uh, in the Pac 12 against Arizona, and then a 6 seed Ohio State, uh, a team like that. Uh, is who Michigan would be facing off with right now. So all stuff we'll continue to monitor here on the Detroit CityCast. We are less than two weeks away from Selection Sunday, two weeks away from me getting uh, into, uh, or a little more than that, um, to Vegas for March Madness. I'll be there from the Thursday until that Monday of the first weekend. I can't wait. Giving you all the sights and sounds and flavors from Las Vegas. Uh, and a huge game tonight between Michigan and Michigan State. And I definitely, I have a, a big play on Michigan Moneyline. I am not laying the four and a half. I'm not feeling that right now. Uh, so that's where I'm at with that game. I don't really have an opinion on the total. 144 seems about right. I, I, my, my feel is that the lead would be the under, but I'm not going to give a play out on that tonight as all. All right, coming up next, the Batman comes out on Friday. Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, John Turturro, Colin Farrell is the Penguin, a great cast. Very good movie. I'll give you my spoiler-free review coming up next right here on the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. So you got a chance to see a screening for The Batman last night. And, you know, if you have not heard me talk about movies before, I'm, of course, a huge movie guy, but a huge comic book movie fan. Huge fan of Batman, the character, and many, many different comic book characters. And I'll, and I'll say this, full disclosure, 
to me, and I loved the Michael Keaton stuff and even, you know, Clooney and Val Kilmer. I mean, they were incredible turns. Uh, and even Ben Affleck, of course, in the in the Justice League stuff. But to me, there is just never going to be a better, whether it's a trilogy or a series or movies in, in just themselves, than the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. I mean, Batman Begins was... I'll never forget that. Like, so I knew it was coming out. I was living in Atlanta at the time. And I didn't realize it was coming out the night that me and my friend were in a movie theater. And we wanted to see it, but like we had forgotten it was coming out that night. So we went there. We're like, oh yeah, we've got to go see Batman Begins. And it was so packed at this theater in Atlanta. They were showing it in multiple theaters. We ended up having to go into a theater and sit on the ground. And I'll never forget that because I don't think I'd ever seen a movie on the ground before in a movie theater. But it was that, it was so crowded, we had no other option. And I'll never forget what it felt like coming out of that movie, the Hans Zimmer score. Of course, you know, what Christian Bale was able to do with Batman and Michael Caine as Alfred and Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul. Just the whole movie was incredible. And then what you saw in, you know, Dark Knight with with uh, Heath Ledger playing one of the greatest turns, not just in a comic movie, but by anybody winning the Oscar, you know, easily uh, before unfortunately he passed away. Uh, obviously he had passed away when he won the Oscar filming the role before he passed away of course and as the Joker which was just one of the great just movies ever not just comic movies and then I know the Dark Knight Rises much like some Star Wars movies like Last Jedi and some others are very divisive between the fan base I thought the Dark Knight Rises was amazing and the final scene with that beautiful Hans Zimmer score and the introduction of Joseph Gordon-Levitt actually being Robin and See Chris, you know, spoiler alert, it's been years, but seeing Christian Bale's Batman alive with Anna, Anna Hathaway's Catwoman, one of the great endings to a movie ever. And I, it's funny, I was talking to my good friend that I brought to the Batman screening last night, baby Dave Rieger, and he, because I've, I've posted that a lot in the last couple of years, especially during the pandemic, because it's like a source of inspiration to me. And he's like, whenever you post it, I watch the whole thing. So to me, I don't think you can ever outdo that. I'm always open to, you never say never. But I don't think there'll ever be a better Batman trilogy, a better Batman series than what Christopher Nolan did. That being said, you've seen some good stuff in other places, and I, I had good and high expectations for Matt Reeves' version of the Batman. The pro- There's a couple problems that I want to start with before I get into my spoiler-free review. First off, this movie went in so many different directions into developmental hell because Ben Affleck, a few years ago, decided he was going to retire and not play the Batman anymore. Robert Pattinson kind of came out, I don't want to say out of nowhere, because he said he never really wanted to play a, another big, you know, franchise star again, like after he did and Ed, played Edward in the Twilight movies. And but then he really wanted to play Batman. So there were so many different ideas of where they were going to go with this movie, not to get into too much of the minutia, but some of you big fans out there know what I'm talking about. And I the, the story they ended up coming up with was was really good. But you can tell that this movie was probably going to be in much, a much different direction if Ben Affleck, the continuation of the whole Justice League, you know, staying with the DC Extended Universe, if he had been in it, it probably would have been a much different story. That being said, I will tell you this. Matthew Reeves, great director, helped reboot Planet of the Apes. I loved all the movies he did with the Planet of the Apes. A great director. It's the longest Batman easily, and it's one of the longest comic movies ever. I think Endgame might have been a few minutes longer, but it's right up there. I think it's two hours and 55 minutes. So be prepared to not drink too much or to, you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie, you know, be quick about that because you don't want to really miss anything. But I will say this. It is a long movie. There is seeds that are fleshed out for dramatic effect that in times really work 
for Reeves' direction, and at other times are a little too much. Robert Pattinson, of course, that's going to be the big question. How did he do as Batman? I thought he was definitely passable. There is this kind of, and, and they do this on purpose, there is a Kurt Cobain angle with the way that Robert Pattinson plays the, the Cape Crusader, the Dark Knight. It's something that was thought, you know, thought of and put into play and they use some Nirvana movie music in this movie to kind of wrap around that, that you know, kind of sentiment. This was, a, a you know, something that was decided that was definitely done on purpose. And I think that at times it definitely could, it worked. Other times it seemed like a little too much to me. Because you don't want Batman to be a, a depressed, like, tortured soul <clears throat> all the time. But in many ways, that what that is what Batman is. I mean, his parents are murdered. It's all about the vengeance. Then he becomes this guy that tries to protect his city and, and fight crime. There are some parallels with the tortured artist. So in many ways, that did work. In some ways, it was too much. But I will say that the cinematography, the score, the big action scenes were incredible. And I left the movie saying, okay, definitely didn't blow me away, but it definitely was a good movie. I gave it a, I gave it a B. And for what Matthew Reeves was trying to do and introducing a new Batman and the, the direction that it was going in, very macabre and noir and dark as hell, and you're, you're getting into the mind of, of Bruce Wayne, Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne and Batman as some of these scenes are really fleshed out. And I thought Zoe Kravitz did a good job. You won't recognize Colin Farrell as the Penguin, but he was great. John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. It really was a good movie, but it didn't blow me away. I think if you're a fan of... Batman and a fan of the previous movies and a fan of the comics and the graphic novels you'll respect and appreciate this movie but you'll understand at least for someone like me and I know a lot of you are, are in agreement on this for someone like me I will never be able to see I think a movie or a series of movies that are better than the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy so it's not like I'm not open to this in the future, I thought, like I mentioned, I thought there was times where Ben Affleck's Batman was awesome. I loved, of course, the original Michael Keaton Batman with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Um, but this movie did not meet the standard to me of what the Dark Knight trilogy was under Christopher Nolan. And I'm sure a lot of you will agree with that. But I, ha I will say this. There have been people that have been saying, you know, critics that I respect, that this is not only the best Batman movie ever, but the best comic book movie ever. Now, to me, that's a little... Hyperbole, if you will, my the words of my great friend Terry Foster. But I can see where some would see this as a beautiful film. It's obviously very long, but it really does bring things together. The length can help it at times. Sometimes it hurts it. It's not like it's boring, but there's just some scenes that are really fleshed out that make it, you know, tough for some, I'm sure, to pay attention. I'm ADD myself. So it's tough sometimes when there's really slow things going on. But it's all put together for a reason for Matthew Reeves and building the character stories and different, you know, fight and action sequences. And, uh, you know, Paul Dano's Riddler is incredibly dark and scary and despicable. But also, you can understand in some ways where he's coming from. It's just a very gritty, noiry, macabre type of movie. And I'm going to be very fascinated to see what some of you think uh, about the Batman. I know many of you, as I, I posted on social media, getting my Twitter back, by the way, at DanLeach971, um, that you're really excited to see this movie, and you should be. And I'd love to hear what you think about it. Uh, respond to my post about my review, or just uh, reach out to me on Twitter at DanLeach971. But I give it a solid B. The Batman coming out on Friday really 
definitely enjoyed the ride, even though it was uh, almost three hours long. All right, we'll take a trip to the Motown Betty window, coming straight up right out of the terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. Time to take a trip to the Motown betting window presented by our great friends at Bet Rivers. They got some good promos and specials, by the way, at Bet Rivers. A couple of these end shortly, and one starts on March 7th. Let's start with a 20% NCAA basketball profit boost every Thursday just for logging into your Bet Rivers account. That ends on March 3rd, this coming Thursday. Also, bet $25 on a three leg NCAA uh, basketball parlay on Saturday and get a free $10 bet. That ends on Saturday, March 5th. And this starts on March 7th. Receive a 20%, this is awesome, a 20% NCAA profit boost on every day of the conference tournament week when you log in. That begins, as I mentioned, uh, on March 7th. So that is on uh, next Monday. 20% boost for NCAA basketball betting every day of the conference tournaments when you uh, start that on March 7th on Monday. All right, let's start with Michigan and Michigan State. This line has kind of stuck where it opened, four and a half. I thought it was going to be two, two and a half for Michigan uh, playing this game at Chrysler, the revenge game, but higher than I thought it would be. I have a big play on the money line. That's my my big play tonight for this game. Uh, no, I have a lean on the under, but I'm not giving it out as a play, and I'm not touching the point spread because this game could go down to the wire. Michigan wins by one or two uh, or vice versa, but I think Michigan is going to win this game. Four and a half right now is what Michigan is favored by. Bet Rivers, minus 112. Michigan State plus four and a half. Minus 108. Michigan money line is minus 200. Uh, the comeback is plus 165 on the Spartans. And as I mentioned, the total 144 over minus 108. Under minus 112. Very even betting on both sides of this game. Also, the Pistons back at it. They've had two nice wins of their last three games, beating Charlotte in overtime, uh, beating the, the Cavs a couple a few games ago. And then sandwiched between that was a game that I went to where the Pistons fought hard until the end against Boston. Ended up losing that game by 9.5 and, and sneaking in a backdoor cover. But tonight they play a pretty bad Wizards team. Uh, and they're in Washington, D.C. The Wizards minus 3.5, minus 112 right now at Bet Rivers. The Pistons minus, or plus 3.5, minus 109. Money line, Washington, minus 167. The Pistons are plus 138. Total 216, minus, uh, or over minus 112. And under minus 109. No major injuries. Game time decisions for the Pistons with Diallo, uh, Frank, who got obviously ejected in that Boston game, Frank Jackson and Marvin Bagley the third, who had a great game uh, against uh, Boston and some good stuff against Charlotte. And you look at the Wizards, uh, nothing really serious for them. They do have Kristaps Porzingis out, who's been out, uh, and Vernon Carey is a game time decision. Uh, so this game, no, no play for me on this one. I'm starting to see the Pistons, of course, play some much better basketball, but this seems like a total spot where after playing well, beating Charlotte is almost a 10-point dog, beating the Cavaliers outright as six-point home dogs, hanging with Boston till the end, that Detroit could lose by 15 tonight. Uh, but I do expect you'll, you'll see a nice game out of Bay and Cunningham's maybe look at some of their, their points props. I think Cunningham is at about 16.5 right now, his over-under. 
Uh, and Bay's a little lower than that. So those are things I would look at tonight. No opinion on the game itself. Point spread, money line, or total. The Wings coming back after that absurd 10-7 game against Toronto and LCA on Saturday. What a night that was. Almost uh, one goal off, having the most combined goals in the modern era time with about six other games. Wings and Jets were one of them back uh, decades ago. Uh, but that was an incredible game. One goal off, the most goals in the modern era scored in the NHL. Now it's the Carolina Hurricanes who come into Detroit. Uh, the Hurricanes minus 205 in this one. Wings come back as plus 175 in the puck line which could be the best play for you if you want to bet on the Wings tonight. Hurricanes minus 1.5, plus 115. Wings plus 1.5, minus 137. Total was 6 now to 6.5. See some movement on that. The over is minus 108. Under is minus 110. Yeah, the early look at line had it at 6. And now it's 6.5. So a lot of play on the over after what the Wings did the last game out. But remember I mentioned this yesterday, that after a team scores a ton of goals, a lot of times the next game there's regression. So I'm not touching the total of this one. I am interested in that puck line. I think the Wings might lose this game, but it's going to be close. So I might include the Wings plus one and a half, minus 137 in a couple parlays I'm considering doing tonight. That's where I'm at. I'm not going to take the Wings outright, plus the 175, although there is some value there. Uh, and I don't think there's any value on, the, on the, the Hurricanes, minus 205. Wings, you know, are a team that's, of course, still fighting for a miracle wildcard berth, but they can score goals. You saw what Lucas Raymond and the others were able to do and Dylan Larkin in that crazy game uh, against Toronto. So I think the Wings... You know, a live dog on the puck line. I like the plus one and a half, minus 137. And there's a slew of conference tournament games uh, that come up tonight and obviously throughout the next uh, week and a half or so. You got the Detroit Titans who have yet, uh, you know, finally lost their first game at home over the weekend this season. They're playing a terrible, I think it's a five-win Green Bay team. Uh, Detroit minus 10 in the first round of the Horizon League tournament. Oakland, Oakland, you will be playing uh, tonight in the Horizon League tournament. They're playing... Uh, a very bad team um, in their opening game, IUPUI. The, the Golden Grizzlies of the Arena, 8 o'clock, about 23 and a half. I was talking to the man coach Campy yesterday, getting ready for his big run, hopefully to a Horizon League title. Illinois, Chicago, and Milwaukee are playing in Horizon League uh, tournament action. And Eastern Michigan will host Western Michigan after Noah Farrakhan scored 27 points in Eastern's loss, 75 to 64 to Ball State. Over the weekend, Eagles have gone 8-6 and six at home. Eastern is just 5-15, and 15, though, against opponents with a winning record. The Broncos are 3-15 against MAC opponents, and Western Michigan is 4-13 against opponents with a winning record. So that should be some fun tonight for the Eagles at the Convocation Center. And right now, you've got Eastern Michigan minus 5, uh, minus 112, Western plus 5, minus 109, Eastern Michigan minus 225, uh, on the money line, Western plus 180, and the total 138, over minus 107, under minus 113. That's going to do it for us today here on the two, Terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream, the squatch on this fine Tuesday is out. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.